Hola mi gente and welcome to the live stream of season 2 episode 3 with Luis Gomez. Luis is an immigrant who is also a son of immigrants. He's an Ecuadorian lawyer who lives in the UK but his parents are from Colombia so this is going to be very interesting. Uh, starting with you Luis, I just want to say thank you so much for being here. really appreciate it. You're welcome Gabby. I'm very happy to be here. Yeah, I was really excited reading about your startup Trade Nations and then in our brief discussion before we went live, you told me you're also a full-time lawyer. That's a lot of work. <laughs> yeah, that's a, a, let me put you like this. I don't have any weekends. I am like probably waking up like at 5, 6 a.m. to work in the business. Then I have my full-time job. Then during the lunchtime, like checking emails. Uh, and then yeah and then as well I, I need to have like a normal life but yeah but it's very exciting like uh, to being able to build my business in another country like with another culture and and as well you know try to succeed I feel very excited and something that I'm passionate every day yeah that sounds like a very good prospect that you have here a lot of your posts on LinkedIn were talking about sustainability in trade could you explain what do you mean by that Yes. So, yes. Yeah, so first, uh, yes, I found uh, almost two years ago, Train Nations. Um, well, my startup, the idea is like to try to promote international trade and try to connect Latin American exporters, small businesses that some, sometimes they don't have the capacity to connect with buyers to like place their products. So let's see like a small coffee producer, or a banana producer, or someone who has even a business idea. So now trade, uh, I think one of the most important requirements, as you know, that you as well live in Europe, the European consumer, they like sustainable products. They like products that they are organic, they have good traceability. So I try to educate the other, in the other side of the fence, like to the Latin American companies, that is important that take care, they take care of their supply chains. Yeah, that's true. A lot of us, we order from Amazon or some other place and it just shows up at our door. But what is the actual supply chain from, say, for example, coffee from bean to grocery store shelf? How long does that take? Well, it depends on the product. Uh, you will have like a, a chocolate bar will have like certain amount of months. But the idea is like to make aware that now the European consumer, you know, for instance, in a chocolate bar, they, they want to see every stage, like from the tree to the bar of chocolate, that everything is like with the standards and not even like sustainable standards as well, social standards that they pay fair wages to the producers, uh, to the families normally, you know, in terms of coffee, the coffee plantations are woman-based businesses that they, they take up the, the, the coffee beans. So, a little bit, that's the idea. Uh, I see myself or train nations as this kind of like intermediary that knows both wars and know how to connect. Yeah, it definitely requires you to be a clever hybrid. Since you speak Spanish and English, you can blend with both of those right there. So nice mix. Yes, exactly. And uh, not only the language, it's as well the culture. Sometimes I have producers that I try to explain them that you know, the level of standards of a service in Europe, like they are negotiating with a company and they take 25 days to reply an email. Oh. And I'm just, 
<laughs> or they they just don't reply the email and they just go by a WhatsApp. And I just explained them because you know how are how informal we are in Latin America. But I just explained that it just doesn't work here in the United Kingdom. You have to send an email. You have to be precise. You don't have to go to around the bushes. You have to be direct. Uh, all in all, like understanding all the cultural nuances that I think they are very important to succeed. Yeah, that's a very good point. That could make and break your business too. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Mm -hmm. Another thing that you mentioned, going back to the lawyer bit that you talked about, you dealt with what a lot of Latinos or even immigrants moving to other countries have to deal with to try and transfer your qualifications to your new country. So could you explain some of the, the stresses of that process? Yeah, definitely. So actually that's my personal situation that I just qualify as a UK lawyer. Like I just passed the bar exams after probably a three years intense preparation process. And uh, yeah, mainly it's like, you know, you are super qualified. You come to another country, new rules, new language, and suddenly, or like your weapons, like your degrees, your experience, they don't count. So I was like, okay, what I'm going to do? So I tried to see how like I can, I can qualify my law degree. And you have to check fees because it's expensive. You have to invest time. But I think it's an investment. Like it's... Uh, personal development and I think uh, it pays off, but it's not easy. It's hard work. And I think you have to have a level of commitment. Um, I was studying very hard, waking up uh, at 4 a.m., like studying while, while having a full-time job, while running a business and managing a team of like three people on my business, uh, remote workers. But I think you if you have the commitment, I think you can do it. Like this is a good thing that we have the Latinos that we are very resilient. And this is a, a thing that we have to leverage on your favor. Yeah, that's true. That's, that's a lot of hard work. But like you said, if you have the motivation, you can keep it going. With Trade Nations, and the, the website here is tradenations.co.uk, I was looking at it, looks like you have six, six <laughs> uh, different, I guess, themes that you work with here. You have coffee, IT, energy infrastructure, medical tech, produce and food products, and plants and flowers. So which one of those different categories have you seen the most growth with during this pandemic situation? That's a great question. Thank you. So as you can see, um, one of the main sectors that it has very exponential growth was fresh produce or fruits and vegetables, like the export from Latin America to Europe. I think the demand as well really increased in Europe, like more people are uh, worried to consume healthy products, uh, citrix, uh, fresh produce, uh, organic products, so it really increased. Uh, I detected uh, some categories of products that they can have potential from Latin America uh, to to Europe. The thing with, with fresh produce, even that is a very good business, like for instance, you will have like a Colombia, one of the biggest exporters in coffee, Costa Rica in coffee as well, Ecuador, banana, Chile, wines. However, the thing with commodities is that uh, in the long term, 
at the end is a commodity. It doesn't have an add value. That's why uh, as well, I, I try to promote more added value products. And I try to explain to my clients that are Latin American governments and exporters that they need to add value in their products. It's not just like selling an orange. You have to add value. And how, how do you add value? Producing a brand, producing a story, having a good website, having a good narrative, getting a certification, or even like if you have a fruit, why not you try to have like a snack of the fruit or a banana puree or something. And I think the moment like in Latin America, we start to understand that gap, we really are going to do the leap to innovation. That that's a thing in the long term we need it. Now we have so many young people that they have, they are actually, they are clever hybrids. They have studies in around the world. They have come back and transferred the knowledge. I think we have to be bold and we have to try to innovate in that way. I think that's the future for us. Yeah, definitely. Uh, there've been a lot of studies on that lately. And like you said, it's definitely changing. There's a few uh, startups that I've seen that I've been really excited about in the food industry, like um, Superfoods, Heart Best Foods, Husto. Those are my favorites that I see coming out of LATAM right now. Because like you said, with this food, what's going to make you different from buying Fulano's bananas? And yours are more expensive than his. <laughs> so that's a great point. You have to build that brand. What changes have you seen with the use of technology in logistics? How is that changing? Well, that has been like uh, impressive. Like now, for for instance, for detect the traceability of the products, there is technology in every step of the process, like from the farm to the ship, during the boat, when it gets to the destination port. You can see how like B2C, Amazon, eBay, but as well B2B, Alibaba is changing the way as international commerce and international trade is changing. The, I think the challenge is for, for our businesses in Latin America is to get into that, jump into that uh, technology shift. Because now you don't need to send an email. Probably you, you can send, you do a marketing campaign and reach 2,000 contacts instead of sending one email per day. And we have to understand and shift your mindset as well. Social media, many B2B businesses, they say, I don't need to use Instagram. I don't need to use uh, Facebook. But that's not true because now in a buyer's journey, even if you are not, if I am like a purchase manager of a startup in the UK, it's true, I'm not going to buy on Instagram, but I am influenced on Instagram. I am checking my Instagram four or five times a day. So we have to start to think in those terms in technology. I know that in Latin America, and I try to explain this to my clients, and we don't use technology because it still is very manual and, it's, and it still is very the old way. We like personal relations and, and it's very important. But for instance, just with the pandemic, now any exporter in the world, they can travel to a treasure. So how do you fill that gap? We have to understand other ways to do businesses. And I think this is one of my key points in trade nations. Actually, like my mantra is increase exports using tech. This is using tech. And if I use tech in marketing, in social media, in logistics, 
shipment is like that cultural shift. And I'm working with now some exporters in Central America and in South America, and they are understanding that that's the future. Yeah, you're starting a revolution. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, cool. So when it comes to working with these smaller companies, how do you bridge the gap on the other side with the the importers in the UK? What do you have to tell them to remember? Yeah, so with importers to the UK, um, I normally, well, the, there is a high level of education here. But as well, I try to, as I am like that bridge, I am trying to educate him like how the business work and doing business with Latin America. Maybe it, it will have a little learning curve, but in the long term, it will pay benefits. As well, I try to explain that that is important to do due diligence, to understand the level of risk associated. And there is, in particular with the United Kingdom, because as we were talking before, naturally the United Kingdom looks more to their former colonies, the Commonwealth countries. So Latin America may be an, an explored region um, between uh, with the, in the United Kingdom uh, companies. Even historically, if you like check history, the United Kingdom then have a strong influence like in the Caribbean, in South America, in Argentina, in Paraguay. But however, we have lost that, but we, we have to take it back. So I try to explain them that uh, Latin America is very, in the long term, it can be very good to do business because we are rich in resources. Uh, we have great talent. Uh, we have a great culture. Uh, we have great weather like the whole year around. Is and we are very unexplored. So I think is our sectors are very underrepresented, and this is where I see the the opportunity. For instance, if you see just two sectors, let's go to fresh produce. If you go to us, go now to an organic store in Germany or a whole food store, mainly like 70-80% of the products will be from Latin America or Africa. And, and now another example, the technology or startup sectors. In Latin America, still there is an underrepresented market for e-commerce services, for open banking, for, for technology. So there is a, a solid opportunity for venture capitalists and investors to see because it's not developed yet. So I think that is very exciting to see that. Yeah, definitely. There's a lot of potential uh, with the Y Combinator there in the U.S., they've been really tapping into the Latino market. So it's exciting to see where that's going to go. Ah, really? I am a big fan of the Y Combinator as well. I didn't know that they were doing work in Latin America. Yeah, I think if I was, if I remember correctly, it's at least 30 different startups in Latin America, including Platzi and EdTech that I've, I just did a collab with. So I was excited about that. <laughs> ah, um, wonderful. Yeah, um, let me see here. Those are very good points, Luis. What would you say to someone who, who's coming to the UK? I know you speak English very well, but did you speak it as a child or when did you start learning it? Well, I learned it uh, since I was a kid. Like I was in a British school, like luckily when I was a kid and uh, I was traveling around. But uh, I mean, every case, is different and 
what I will say to someone who wants to immigrate to the United Kingdom is, like, if you want to do it, just go for it. Try the opportunity and uh, be open-minded. You can say one year, you can stay 10 years, you can come to a study, you can come work. Um, obviously, the more you are prepared, I think, especially because of, you know, we have to deal with immigration rules, changes to the immigration rules, visas. I know that everything is a headache, but it's part of the process. So you just have to like try to put your best face. And what I will say is like, uh, just go for it. Plan it. It's very good to plan here in these countries. Like if you try to plan it in advance. And uh, yes, and as well, sometimes it's not just about learning the language. You have to learn the culture. Sometimes many, many immigrants, because of the language barriers, cultural barriers, uh, we can think that we reach a plateau, but we just have to continue. And, and I think something that has really helped me to me is like self-learning, uh, self self-improvement, always try to get better. Because I see it like this. It's like we are playing like football, but we are not playing as locals. We are playing like <laughs> as visitors. So it's like you have to put an extra mile to, to get things done. If you see it from another perspective, you become very good and you value like your efforts because you really did it by yourself. Yeah, that's true. You don't have that home team advantage, but you can do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, Luis, thank you so much. And if someone wants to get in touch with you, well, we mentioned the website and let me go ahead and display that here for those of you who want to check it out. Uh, how else can people get in touch with you, Luis? Yes, uh, well, my email is uh, luis.gomez at trainations.co.uk. Maybe I will write it on the uh, on the chat. Mm -hmm. But mainly, yes, if you uh, are a, a Latin American entrepreneur, exporter, a business, you have even a business idea. You always have your dream. I want to export X product to Europe. Or even if you are a Latino immigrant, in Europe or around the world that you want to import something from Latin America to develop your business idea in Germany, in France, and just contact me and I can give you, we can have a chat um, and I can give you some ideas and I can tell you how Train Nations can support you with your journey. Yeah, it's very inspiring to see you put both parts of your journey together to help to raise people from maybe even poverty levels with their products. Yeah, exactly. Because like the mission of Train Nations is to grow the economies and empower people through entering into international markets. And one thing with exports that I think I, fa I find it fascinating, it's not just about doing business, like actually international trade is about connecting cultures. If you have to know how to contact a client, make a business relationship, you visit them in a trade show, you don't have to know about the, the market because if not, how you are going to succeed. And really, I think this is one of the main challenges that people, they think, okay, I have a coffee plantation. I am ready to do business around the world, but this is just the start. And the most important is connecting the other side of the change. That is your relation with the client. And at the end is understanding the culture, understanding how it works. A British buyer will be very direct. Like there is not like <laughs> as we Latinos, we like a lot of like uh, chit chat and uh, 
he will be very direct, you know, time is very important here. So mainly, you know, they like, uh, they like to know what is the price, what is the value, what you have different from others, and they will, don't waste your time. They will tell you an answer if they are interested or not. Something very important that I learned through the experience that the British culture is not a, is not as direct, for instance, Germans. That's or, true. <laughs> well, you, you, you are quite the direct there. So you, they won't say you a no, never. And I know for us, passionate, sometimes dramatic Latinos, we are expect, expecting the confrontation, like the yes or no, but they won't tell you no, they will tell you maybe. But you need to have the cue and you need to understand that maybe that's a no. And for me, that was a challenge to learn it through the years because, you know, like we have another mindset, like we want to expect, okay, do you like it or not? Yes or no? But here is more nuance. So you have to understand all these little things. Yeah, it's true. In English, we have a hard no and a soft no. So you have to know the difference. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, so I mean, I think what is very important and I, and I would recommend everyone is we have to learn to listen. The more you listen people, I think the more you learn about them. And I think that's very important to see how you can add value to, the, to your future client or customer or the relationship that, that you are building. This is very important or to put it simply, make it about them, not about you. Great point. So thank you so much, everybody, for tuning in. As you can see, this website here, tradenations.co.uk, go ahead and check that out if you'd like a consultation with Luis and his team to either export your products or import into the UK. And you can also find Luis on LinkedIn. For those of you who would like more information about our courses or Maybe getting some help for your team to get them to the next level. This is our website, cleverhybrids.com. Thanks so much again, Luis. Appreciate it. Thank you, Gabby. It was a pleasure. All right. Hasta luego, mi gente. Ciao.